Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with um, Luther Mays, and to be joined by, by Ruben Torres. And we are live. And welcome back, folks. Um, uh, I just want to remind you that tonight's show, Students for a Better Future Radio, is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, studentsforbetterfuture.com. It keeps the radio show going. If you guys can go there and go ahead and make a donation, that would be awesome. Um, And check out our programs that we have for students there. And again, folks, we have um, a show. uh, It's kind of a, a... a little bit of a different kind of show, but a very exciting one. Um, We're going to analyze why and how some people vote the way they do. And what I mean by that is the fact that um, many people voted for Hillary Clinton, even though they knew how corrupt she was. And that's kind of a troubling sign of, of today. Um, and we're, we're going to look into that. M- most of us knew that, you know, what had happened with WikiLeaks and, and all that. But still a number of us had went on to vote for Hillary Clinton. And um, not to say that Donald Trump was all the saint and, and whatnot. Um, he had certainly had his, his issues as well. Um, So we're kind of at a crossroads in this country, and um, it's something that that we need to look into. Um, And, you know, because if you have that many people voting for corruption like this, then you really have to wonder. Um, But I have Luther on the line. Okay. Can you hear me? Good evening. Yep, good evening. How are you doing? Uh Uh-huh. And what say you? On this, what do subject. I say about all this? Well, yes. people are so used to being taken care of, and they vote for her because uh, a lot of them are um, on assistance, and they don't realize that can't be keep paying assistance to people. If we are losing our tax base, we're going to get this country's going to go bankrupt, and they seem to not understand the. Uh, Problem with uh, voting for these liberals. They look. They take this handout and look the other way. They don't. They don't even care to pay attention. As they're losing their rights and everything else. Right. What has boggled some of us is that. Um, by the way, she, Donald Trump, may have won the election. Okay, particularly electoral college. But he did not win. Uh, the the uh, uh, a lot of voters, okay. In fact, um, some say Hillary Clinton might have won the popular vote. We don't know that because three million uh, Ill- people voted, um, illegals had voted, so we don't know that either. But still, quite a few number of people had voted for Hillary Clinton. 
And that's something that we as a society need to look into because um, the way I have it is some people voted for her because she's a woman. That's true. A lot of of women wanted to see a woman president. That's true. A lot of women wanted to see a woman woman president. And they they overlooked all the corruption. Right. Um, Right. So... You know, so I mean, are are they that willing because they want to see a woman president to overlook all the corruption? I mean, there's other women in who are better qualified then. Right, they were so they want a woman president so bad that they were they they just refused to look at the evidence and what was really going on. Or, you know, they weren't even paying attention. People that voted, even uh, voted for Trump, really don't know what's going on with WikiLinks. They talk to him every day. They voted for him, but they absolutely had no idea. So I guess a lot of people voted for their gun rights, but it's, this is a lot there's a lot more problems than just that. Um, uh, people, All right. Uh, uh, yeah. But then the news is liberal, so they're not going to come out with what's really going on. And uh, But day by day, people are learning more and more of how bad of a situation these liberals are. And uh, hopefully the rhinos work out, work with Trump and get things done. But if they don't, 2018 is even bigger, a bigger election. Yeah. It's all about people having um, a job or working for slavery the slavery yes so people want the, the big yeah so the big thing is is why did why did they actually vote for her um you know and and that's something that will kind of remain a mystery um in in people's minds um, well, so people voted for her because they want to see a woman president and refused to overlook what's uh, they refused, you know, they overlooked what was really going on. Uh, people voted for her, you know, they want a woman president. They uh, people that voted for her that are on SSI and disability were are, were afraid that Trump was going to cut them off. Well, we got to fix the problem. I mean, we can't just cut people off and put them in the street. We got to make jobs for them. We got to reevaluate the people that shouldn't be on checks, but you, you can't begin to do that unless you can put them to work. Um, you can't just cut them all off like they think. I, I hope that wouldn't happen. I, but I, I, Trump is already making jobs for this country. He's not even sworn in yet. When's the last time you ever seen a president make, uh, make moves before he was in? I mean, he's really, he's already, he's really doing things already. But I, I think he got tired of dealing with the free trade and and have to take his businesses overseas to be competitive. You know, he wants to bring some of that work back here, and it needs to be back here. But when you got you got tariff problems and countries cheating and nothing being done about it, and, and businesses leaving the country and and working for third with third world labor and uh, reaping the rich rewards without being taxed when they come back in the tax without going back in the tax bank when they bring the money back in this country. So. Trump has got a big job ahead of him, and we got to support him. And it's going to be a tough two years for him. 
unless the rhinos work with them. But I believe they will because okay. the people will vote them out if they don't. Yes. Um, okay, so what I have here, I, I pulled this up from a liberal site that says, number one, she's qualified. To say that Hillary Clinton is qualified is like saying that baconized grilled cheese is delicious. And they listed a list of her accomplishments that make us, that all of us look lazy. Number one, they said she was elected senior class president of Wellesley College. Two, she graduated with honors from Yale Law School before completing her, her graduate studies. Okay. Worked on a presidential campaign of Barry Goldwater and George McGovern. Took a summer job on Senator Walter Mondale's Committee for Migrant Workers. Chaired the Arkansas Educational Standards Committee while her husband Bill Clinton was governor. So this is why um, people might have voted for her. She has championed some amazing causes. Um, one of Secretary Clinton's greatest achievements is the global. I don't see. This is where they're wrong. I don't consider this an achievement. Um, the global health initiative, GHI, which is introduced in 2010, designed to put a focus on maternal and infant health. The Global Health Initiative has implemented strategy to improve medical facilities, reduce the spread of HIV, and lower infant and mortality rates. Um, so her, this is what they're saying. They looked at her stance on issues. One of the most important reasons to vote Hillary Clinton is that her view, they say her views line up with yours. If you agree with her on the subjects below, you may have found your candidate. Okay, so here, and then they listed the subjects below. It said she's pro-equal rights for LGBT. She opposes using religious freedom to justify cutting health care. And they say cutting health care, which means she's not understanding um, to, to get rid of universal health care. Um, that's what, but they phrase it as she opposes using religious freedom to justify cutting access to health care and discrimination. She understands economic inequality and wants to fix it. Um, she thinks anti, uh, anti-vaccine are stupid. She supports gun control, and she so, shows the criminal justice system in this country is broken. Some of these things I actually disagree with. Um, but then they also said, if you vote for Hillary Clinton, you'll be getting a first gentleman called Bill Clinton. Um, so, um, and then the fifth reason they gave here, it's about time um, that they they had had gender equality and um, a woman in in power. And that's some of their things here. So I just thought I'd mention this to you. Um, well, and what you do know, you think on that? Well, like they say, they made jobs. Well, Obama, what jobs did he make? Part-time jobs? That's not a job. People are looking for 40 hours a week. But now you got companies that don't want to give people 40 hours a week because they don't want to pay the health care. So all they've done is... 40 hours, part-time. Yeah. yeah, so they, they created part-time jobs. They're, they're, um, everything they say is the exact opposite except for gun control. They openly and pretty much admit they want to 
control and take guns from people. But other than that, everything else they, which we the people don't want, but everything else is exact. Everything that she says, she's going to do the exact opposite. Uh, she's worried about uh, health care costs. Well, you worry, you know, beyond fixing that, if you got GMO in people's foods, you're making people sick. Uh, everything okay. they do is not for the people. They're not for the people. They, they open borders and, and let people in here, and we already don't have jobs for immigrants. And other, other, and other besides that, they're letting they're not they're not screening who they're letting in here. Like Obama right now is letting people in, and he's not even screening them. And now he's got a Muslim in charge of uh, screening the people coming in. And um, thank God that Trump got in, but it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy road for him. So uh, right, you know, he, he will be the forty-fifth uh, president. Um, so, yeah, and they have up. the the electoral college, okay, and then they have they have the popular vote, um, and of course, depends on who who you listen to. Again, says who 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 you who won the popular vote. So well, Florida. They, and when it's all said and done, they didn't win the popular vote. And if you take away all the illegals that are voting and all the um, graveyard votes, she didn't come close to winning the popular vote. Um, California's yeah. got what fifty-four electoral 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 votes, and then they shouldn't even count for because uh, most of it, it was uh, it was uh, they, they opened the borders, Governor Brown. So, uh, yeah. But if, yeah. if they if this continues, they're going to get their way. They'll, they'll just keep bringing people in here and bring people in here. But it's one thing Donald can do. He need to shut the borders. It's all right to bring immigration and let people in here, but you need to create jobs for the American people. American people could come should come first, but that's not what's happening. They're letting these people in here for cheaper wages, and the American people are going without jobs. So they're already. They're already in the what they what their plan is is to cut out the middle class and when you got the poor and you only got the rich and there ain't no middle class you got a dictatorship don't you? Yes, you do. Um, and folks, uh, we did have a guest scheduled, was Judge Reed Chambers. Um, hold on, I'm going to try him once more. Hold on one second. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, they must all be out to lunch tonight, Luther. 
obviously you're in a traffic jam <laughs> headed, headed for home. <laughs> oh, ho- hold on uh, one second. Hold on one second. And, uh, okay, Luther, we're back. Um, we, we are expecting the judge to call in shortly. Um, but anyhow, uh, I, I wanted to bring this up because it's concerning to the fact why so many people voted for Hillary Clinton. So what say you? Well, Obamacare, you know, they passed Obamacare. That didn't help the working class or the poor people. If they don't have Obamacare, then uh, they don't pay the bill. They'll guarantee their wages and maybe start taking their homes from them. This didn't help these people. It made it worse. Um, then uh, people are, they get a doctor and and then the doctor they don't they don't get the right doctor. Uh, the whole situation is more messed up than it was. And um, they said they just can't dump Obamacare. Well, they better do something. I, People can, can barely pay their rent, let alone their car insurance, let alone to have to pay for insurance. Um, so right. They've been talking about right. fixing health care since the early 90s. And they've, what did they actually fix? They, they do more damage than they've, they've done good. Everything they've done is worked right, against right, the people. Right. I mean, people are... It's just it's just a total mess. I mean, the whole country is just thousands and thousands of problems. You know, we have to go back to our sovereignties and send the Department of Energy to the states and let them handle that, and just really start downsizing this government. The Republicans talk about downsizing the government, but they never do it. Well, now we got Donald Trump, and he intends to do this, but we'll see what happens. Right. But. He was the best person to vote for, um, obviously. Uh, yeah. Okay. So ho- hold on one second. I think this is the judge. Judge, you're Hello. live on the air. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Doreen. How you doing, Judge? Um, we're talking. I'm talk doing fine. Judge, judge, the fact that um, so many people still voted for Hillary. Yes, we have a special phrase for those people, you know. They knew that she was corrupt. They knew that she was corrupt. Yes, well, she called us Trump voters deplorables, and I thought for a while and said, well, we have a phrase for her her voters, too. They're called accessories after the fact. So they joined her crimes after she committed them and aided and abetted her. Puts us and our country in a lucrative 
position, meaning our values have totally gone kaput. Well, we we used to be an honest country. Honest Abe, you know, if he um, went home and discovered that the clerk in the store had uh, miscounted his change and gave him an extra nickel, he'd walk three miles back to return it. And that is not the backbone of America today. We have lost our morals as a nation. And that can all be laid at at the feet of the Democrat Party. Everything they champion is either immoral or illegal, or they back uh, machines that are corrupt openly and everyone knows it, and candidates that are corrupt and everyone knows it. The right to an abortion but, but they is still, still and yet they immoral. Still, yeah. Yet, yet they still vote for them people. Some, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. So that means that the voters lack a moral compass. But obviously, the Electoral College landslide for Trump still means that we've got it where it counts, when it counts. But the whole left coast, California, Oregon, and Washington, gleefully jumped on the Hillary bandwagon, as did Nevada and uh, New York. And, you know... uh, I'm ashamed. Uh, so I guess I'm on the left, the people left that coast there. too. Because Pardon? anybody on the coast can be considered the left coast. Because yeah, they're if, over yeah, here in New York. In, uh, well, yeah, yeah New York water. has an Atlantic. <laughs> no, because Florida and Texas and the Gulf Coast and North and South Carolina are doing just fine. So, um, both coasts, east and west, um, tend to be more liberal, except for the south. And uh, the heartland of the United States is still conservative. And why is that? That the coasts are more uh, liberal? Uh, Because the, the coast is by the borders. Well, well that's an impact that. because uh, and the I'd want to say that because anybody would, yeah, but anybody with an airport the drug culture pretty much a has a border. California is the homeland of um, Hollywood, and the movie industry drives the leftist agenda and likes to uh, make mainstream things that were uh, not. So. Uh, what we need to do so is systematically, all, yeah. yes, we need to systematically work uh, election law and corner the progressive socialists into a minority minority situation. In the Trump uh, electoral college landslide, we not only won the White House, but we kept control of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. And we swept many, many states, including both houses of the legislature. So the Democrats have far less elected officials now than before. The uh, Democrats in the U.S. House that voted to sustain Nancy Pelosi as their leader 
Under her leadership, they have lost 60 House seats. That is a substantial loss of membership in the U.S. House. And yet they reelected her. And, you know, at first I thought, well, that's terrible. But then I thought, wait a minute. The more of Nancy Pelosi we get, the more they're going to continue to lose House seats and state houses and hopefully courthouses so that conservatives will uh, rule from the courthouse to the state house to the White House. Why doesn't she step down? <laughs> because that no one likes happen. to give up power. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, but are they effective? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Get she's going to be in, a, in there. Um, she's going to be effective as an obstructionist. She's going to show the Republican leadership in the U.S. House what their job was under Obama. She's going to rule the uh, Democrat caucus in the U.S. House so they deliver a uniform no vote to obstruct and delay anything President Trump wants. That's not what the Speaker of the House and the Republican Rhino leadership did under Obama. In fact, the last budget, they gave Obama more money than he asked for. Way to go, boys. That's how you obstruct. Yay. So I don't see any difference between a Rhino and a Blue Dog Democrat. No, there's not so a difference they should because have, yeah. there's not a difference ahead, because Luther. the rhinos are being black. Well, it's not a difference because the rhinos are being blackmailed. You got one big blackmailed government. That's well, what is the subject right. matter that they're being blackmailed under? Um, all kinds of stuff. They, they, um. Uh, Behind, they just think it's just a terrible, terrible situation. This country is being run under blackmail. Well, I am optimistic that under the Trump administration, that he will prod the Republican Congress into discovering where their backbone is, because he knows how to stand up, and he knows how to uh, crack the whip. Uh, Red China's already diplomatically protested that he talked to the president of Taiwan. And quite frankly, uh, Red China is working a long-term plan to grind us into the dust. All of the war games that Red China does list the United States as the permanent enemy. And their army and air force and uh, navy all practice making war against the United States. And yet they're the most favored trading partner. Obviously, a nation that trades with the United States should never war game against us. If, if they do, that, that by itself should lose their most favored nation status, and we should start attaching the tariffs and the restrictions that uh, they don't have because they're most favored nation. What do you think about that, Lester? Well, um, if a nation uh, practices war against the United States, should they be most favored nation trading partner? 
No. No. That should be for our allies in the free world nations. Be the most favored nation trading partner. In but fact, that's not what the the free world nations should be our common market and trading partners and cultural exchange uh, sphere and the uh, dictatorships and police states we should not trade with. We should embargo them. We should do everything possible economically to destabilize them, pull the rug out from underneath them. And instead of foreign aid, those dollars should go through the CIA as covert uh, seed money to start revolutions. Historically, the kingdom of Chin, C-H-I-N, conquered nine other nearby kingdoms to form what is now modern-day China. And they have so many different languages in China. I mean, Mandarin and Cantonese, et cetera, and there's lots of different languages. Our long-term 21st century goal should be to reestablish the sovereignty of those 10 separate Chinese kingdoms and break China up the way the Soviet Union disintegrated into free republics like Belarus and uh, Mongolia are now separate and independent nations free of uh, Moscow. And that's what should happen with Red China. The nine separate kingdoms should reemerge independent from Peking and Taiwan and Tibet should form the 12-nation policy of the United States. We should have a 12-China 21st century policy that by January 1st 2100, China will once again be 10 separate nations, as will Tibet and Taiwan, make 12. Maybe 13 if you count Hong Kong. Make it an even baker's dozen. And automatically, if China were subdivided and partitioned into 13 separate nations, the most dangerous nation, North Korea, would lose its big brother. And China is providing 99% of the food and medicine for North Korea so that they can just buy weapons, weapons, weapons with their national dollars. So China's propping up the puppet state of North Korea, which as a nuclear power is threatening the United States constantly. They're always threatened to nuke us. Well, and the only one who makes that possible are the Communist Party bosses in Beijing, our favored trading partner. If someone has given you all of your food and all your medicine, you better believe they have um, a controlling interest in your foreign policy. So we got that fat little chump over there in North Korea, the glorious leader. And while the people in the villages are starving, If there's going to be a new Pacific War, I predict it'll be the attack will start be started by the North Koreans, and they'll be backed by the Red Chinese. Because they do what the Chinese tells them to do. They're a puppet. He's a puppet. Exactly. Chinese. And a lot of people, you know, uh, political scientists don't link the Korean War of 1950 with the simultaneous uh, invasion of Tibet as they annexed the separate kingdom of Tibet and the Dalai Lama fled to um, India. 
But I link the two as simultaneous actions. So while Red China grabbed all of Tibet and swallowed it, just like Hitler onslaught Austria, simultaneously the North Koreans kept the United States and the Western Allies and the United Nations very busy on the Korean Peninsula, all concerned with what was happening there, while the Chinese swallowed Tibet without so much as a protest from the rest of the world. And at that point, the Red Chinese uh, mindset was, we will fight the West to the last North Korean and steal Tibet while we're doing it. What do you think about that, Doreen? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, it's just it's just amazing. You know, not amazing, but it's just, it's just mind-boggling, I guess, how all this right. plays. Well, you know the United States was not get, going to get involved in an Asian land war with two fronts. We were up to our uh, necks in war in Korea, and we were not going to go north of India and defend Tibet simultaneously. Not going to happen. It was only when General MacArthur uh, invaded uh, North Korea and drove the North Koreans all the way to the Yellow River and threatened the extinction of the communist state, that Red China joined the war and the Red Chinese came in on Christmas Eve and pushed the Americans back to what is now the demilitarized zone and the impasse. But quite frankly, we are still technically at war in Korea, and our troops are still paid combat pay, and there is not a peace treaty between North and South Korea. They are still at war. And there never was a peace treaty. Never was. All there was was a ceasefire, with both sides still hanging on to their weapons. And that ceasefire is uh, violated all the time. There's firefights in the uh, DMZ. And there's artillery exchanges. And the North Koreans have sunk South Korean Navy boats. And our leaders Meanwhile, in this country... The Red Chinese Meanwhile, the Red Chinese in the South China Sea have invaded the Philippine Spratly Islands and made military bases there and made artificial islands for missile bases there, and we are doing nothing. The South China Sea has more merchant uh, traffic than all other oceans combined. Why would the whole thing of all these problems we had when we when I first heard of world trade, why would we have world trade with a communist? Well, back when Richard Nixon played the China card, that was the American uh, ploy to widen the gap between Moscow and Beijing. Um, there was not harmony between the Russian communists and the Chinese communists. And the Russians were a principal Cold War enemy. And when Nixon played the China card, one of the initial things that we agreed with China was that we would share intelligence with the Red Chinese and establish CIA listening posts on the Russian borders with China. So the American 
presence and trading partner of China made them more independent of control from Moscow. So the Red Chinese won that that uh, that ploy. Well, in your opinion, who's more dangerous to us, the Chinese or the Russians? Well, they're both dangerous. There's no question about that. But the more dangerous of the two is likely to be China. The so ploy you think to that, uh, make the South China Sea a Chinese lake is a ploy to um, gain um, control over all of Southeast Asia. Singapore, for instance, giant electronics industry there. Uh, if they can muscle their way back into Taiwan, that is a huge economic generator. Hong Kong obviously was. I was so disappointed when England uh, gave Red China sovereignty over Hong Kong. They had a 99-year lease to give the Hong Kong back to the Chinese. It's true, and I agree with that. But the lease was not with the Red Chinese government. It was with the Imperial Chinese government. They signed the lease of Hong Kong with the Emperor of China. So all Queen Elizabeth had to do is raise some Chinese orphans from Hong Kong in the palace, and before the uh, time came to give Hong Kong back to uh, the Chinese, crowned one of the the Chinese princes in Buckingham Palace as the Emperor of China at Hong Kong, and then give Hong Kong back to the Chinese Emperor. But they did the opposite. Yeah, they just gave it to Red China. If they had made Hong Kong a member of the British Commonwealth and uh, under the nuclear umbrella of the British Navy, uh, China would have sent a stiff diplomatic note and pouted, but they would have not gone to war about it. It just would have been a Hong Kong Cold War Mm. with Red China. And that would have been good for the Americans because we would have sided with the British and embargoed trade with China. We don't need Walmart selling Chinese-made goods. We got all the inexpensive labor in the world in Asia. In the Philippines, for instance, it was a former American territory, and their official language is English. And they have vast unemployment in the Philippines. Why aren't we building factories in the Philippines? Who are friends? We're never going to go to war with the Philippines. But we built up China. And they still war game against the United States each and every chance they get. So, and they send their kids here for, yeah. They send their kids here to our colleges and universities. Yes. That teach them how to, how to use the information against us. And the Clintons gave two nuclear reactors to the North Koreans. And they said it's for peaceful purposes, just for electricity generation. And the Republicans in Congress screamed, no, they're going to make atomic weapons. And the Clintons, Hillary, remember the co-presidency with Bill and Hillary? Both said, mm-hmm. no, no, this is peaceful. They will never make nuclear weapons out of the reactors. We're going to give them. So Bill and Hillary personally armed the North Koreans with atomic weapons. Well, and the people Jimmy that Carter... said, yeah, the people that said that uh, 
Uh, Trump is corrupt. In my humble opinion, his idea of corruption is bribing a plumbing inspector from the city, whereas Hillary's idea of corruption is let's give nuclear weapons to our potential enemies. Well, didn't uh, Jimmy Carter give the nuclear reactors when the Shah was in power to, in Iran? To Iran? He did. He did. So there you go. And he, there you also, go the again. he also gave the Red Chinese the, the uh, Taiwan seat on the United Nations Security Council and said that Taiwan belongs to China. And now there's only one way out of that sticky wicket. Uh, what do you think that one way might be, Doreen? To negate Carter's declaration that Taiwan belongs to Red China... We have to go back to history to see exactly what Taiwan is. And believe it or not, the aboriginal uh, inhabitants of Taiwan were Polynesians. And they are regarded like Indians are today on reservations in Taiwan. So the best way to handle Taiwan is say, oh, let's notice the Polynesian uh, aborigines and say they're the legitimate owners of Taiwan, and the nationalist Chinese live on their reservations on the island that's ruled by the Polynesians. Okay. Yep, that would negate um, China owning Taiwan. And uh, Barack Obama gave away eight islands that were discovered by the United States Navy and were historically part of Alaska. And he gave them to the Russians. And those eight islands, Alaskan islands, carry with them the vast mineral resources on the ocean floor and the fisheries surrounding those islands. And the, and the wild thing about that is even though we signed a treaty and gave those eight Alaskan islands to the Russians, the Russians have not ratified the treaty and have not formally accepted it yet. That means President Trump can rescind the offer for non-acceptance. And of course, just like the solution for Taiwan is to recognize the Polynesian uh, aborigines of that island as the legitimate um, uh, rulers, the best way to handle the eight Alaskan islands that were given to the Russians is to recognize that the Eskimos are the legitimate rulers of those eight islands and give sovereignty to the Eskimo nations. And, of course, we have Eskimos that are uh, federally recognized tribal governments of Alaska. And that's the best way to handle that because tribal sovereignty over those eight islands leaves those fisheries and mineral uh, deposits on the ocean floor in the United States' hands because they're federally recognized Indian tribes. See, when you call me, you get the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you believe yes, that this country do. went? Don't you believe this country what, went bad? Bad when the uh, we stopped giving tax breaks to corporations and forced them to go overseas for cheaper labor, and then we started to lose our tax base. I think it was idiocracy to do that. 
<laughs> but I haven't seen attacks that the Democrats didn't love. The Republicans always have been for cutting taxes and uh, letting free enterprise be the engine of prosperity. So that's what we need. And that's what's going to be really good under Trump. The Dow Jones Industrial Average for the United States is closing higher than it's ever been in history. And, of course, the Obamanists are going to craft a story that the uh, Obama's handing over to the Trump a very prosperous nation and take credit for all the advances in the stock market since the election of Trump. But we know that Obama didn't cause that um, enthusiasm. It was the election of Trump. Yes. Uh, yeah, but back to what you were saying earlier, Luther, why do we treat the communists? Yeah. What we need yeah. is to form an international organization similar to the United Nations that I call the League of Free World Nations. And if you are a right. free world nation, you belong to it. And this is our trading partner. This is our common market. This is where we get foreign exchange students from. Right. And if you run a police state, communist dictatorship or um, Muslim um, Sharia law, dark ages, torture regime, you should have no seat in the League of Free World Nations. Instead, they're embargoed. We are now paying enough interest to the Red Chinese to buy them one of those $200 million fighter jets a day because they have purchased a tremendous amount of treasury uh, bills, debt instruments to the United States. So um, what does Judge Chambers say about that? Well, in World War II, when we were afraid that Hawaii might be invaded by the Japanese, on the island of Hawaii, we distribute a special kind of currency. And on the back of the greenback dollar, in red letters, the word Hawaii was printed so that if Hawaii was invaded and the Japanese got our money, we could demonetize and make it worthless paper just by passing a law. So with that as the foundation and history of how we handle things, why don't we pass a new law that says that whenever any debt instrument or currency or stock or bond or commodity that's denominated in U.S. dollars is held by any foreign power who engages in war with the United States, they hold worthless paper. We have no intention of paying debts to our enemies. In effect, it becomes a um, confiscation in time of war. So, again, North Korea is still officially at war with the ally of the United States, South Korea. What if we gave the Red Chinese the choice of redeeming their investment in debt instruments of the United States or backing their ally, North Korea. Because if they continue to give aid and comfort to an enemy of an ally of the United States, by operation of law, under Judge Chambers' doctrine, all their treasury bills and U.S. currency that they hold would turn into worthless paper. we just write it off. That's not bankruptcy. No. No. That's the same thing as the Union Army moving into Georgia. 
and confiscating the war supplies of the Confederates. So, what about all the we, war debts we wrote off to all these countries uh, and everything? Uh, we owe them money, but everything we give them is a handout. They don't owe us nothing. This is why Judge Chambers wants to have the funeral for the Santa Claus um, in Washington, D.C., and we want the federal Santa Claus to be replaced with a shrewd Yankee trader. Unless we get something out of it, we're not interested. Right. Yes, this federal Santa Claus of giving money away willy-nilly and forgiving debts and doing everything to spend us into bankruptcy. And you notice that when we have a, a problem like a Hurricane Katrina, how many nations sent us aid to help us out of our disaster, yet there isn't an earthquake or a tsunami that we're not there with federal dollars and aid and assistance. And quite frankly, when I was in the United Nations, the other countries that were member states there voted against the United States position 93% of the time. Wouldn't it be nice to have a smaller UN that didn't have all those dictatorship enemies of the United States? The League of Free World Nations? Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States, basically the British Commonwealth, um, the NATO countries. And we could lure the third world to join in the League of Free World Nations simply by adopting a meaningful Bill of Rights and doing away with the police state practices. And then you're, you know, you're in. And in the Middle East, if we took the oil fields from the from them, yeah, took control if, of them. If we implemented Trump's Trump's doctrine of taking the oil, um, yeah. For instance, under the Trump administration, I think I'd call up the uh, four-star general that's the commandant of the Marine Corps and say, "Be in the Oval Office in an hour." And I'd say, General, I want a comprehensive plan that utilizes every man jack in the Marine Corps, and I want you to put on my desk a plan to take all of the Iraqi oil fields, gold and mineral locations. And that eliminates the threat. Yeah, and repays us for three wars. Right. Just like when we tried to liberate Iraq, we made the government of Iraq. They didn't want to pay with the oil money they were making. They didn't want to pay us back. They refused to pay us back. Well, Iraq should have never been let stand as a nation of Iraq. Since there's uh, Sunni and Shia, and they slid it to the throats, and there's Sufi Muslims as well, and there's minority Jews in Iraq, and Christians too, I'm in favor of breaking it all up into new jurisdictions like we have North and South Dakota and North and South Carolina that are homelands for the various sects of uh, uh, flavors of Islam with a 50-mile buffer zone, no man's land, because they slit each other's throat. Keep their borders 50 miles away from each other, and the middle ground is what we used to call Iraq. So, uh, what do you think about that, Doreen? Um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I just want should, to. Should we have um, a free and independent Kurdistan? Free and, and independent. Kurdistan. Kurdistan. Yes. The Kurds yes. are a principal ally in Iraq, yes. right? Kurdistan. These are the ones by the Russians, right? No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it's in Iraq. These are the people that Saddam Hussein used the chemical weapons against. That's, yeah, the Kurds. But I'm talking, ain't there a country called Kurdistan that's controlled? There is no, they want to have a free and independent Kurdistan, but it does not exist. And in World War One, when we broke up the Ottoman Empire and the country of Turkey and Iraq and Iran and all that emerged as new nations, the borders were drawn independent of the tribal affiliations. So a piece of Kurdistan is in Turkey, a piece is in Syria, a piece is in Iraq, and a piece is in Iran. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all these are now have multiple uh, nations that rule parts of what would be Kurdistan. The Turks are making war Um, on the Kurds. Right. The Kurds are allied. Yes. And the reason that Saddam Hussein was murdering them is because they're not Arabs. They're Caucasians like you and me. Right. It, it, everything is just, you know, it, I call it the chess game of politics. Exactly. You know? When we divide, who, who, when we conquer and divide yeah. Iran, we need to have a free and independent Kurdistan over with a piece of Iran. We need to have some territory for the Shias and some for the Sunnis and some for the Sufis and some for the Jews, some for the Christians. So go in and take the oil fields from them and restructure the borders with buffer zones. All right. Yeah, that's basically what happens. And, and that when these all new nations problems. emerge, there's a buffer DMZ no man's land 50 miles wide that we still call Iran. Mm-hmm. If we do that, we solve all, we'll solve all our problems in the Middle East. Our problems yeah, what, what, that we have in the Middle East. Why don't we do that? Because we refuse our politicians to are have the political buy-offs. will to grasp the solution. There's always going to be Arab-Israeli wars, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 200 years from now, the Arabs and Israelis are going to be killing each other. Mm-hmm. So we have a transgenerational, multi-millennial war between these people. And until somebody says... Boys, you got 45 days to make a separate piece among yourselves, or I'm picking a winner, and I'm going to enforce the loss. Mm. So give, yeah, force a hand and give them an option. Right. Straighten Let's it look out, at the history for what works and what doesn't work. What doesn't work is the Arab-Israeli war negotiations to make peace. Israel gives land back for peace, loses the land but never gets the peace. Don't you agree? This is fact. That's a fact. Yes. So let us now say Exhibit A, negotiated pieces seldom work. Um, now let's look at World War II. Instead of a negotiated peace with the Nazis and the uh, Empire of Japan, both of which were um, 
fanatical nations, the fanatic uh, Nazis and the fanatic kamikazes. You don't get more uh, fanatic than that. What we did was completely different from a negotiated peace. What we did was called unconditional surrender. And that's what made Japan a major trading partner and an ally of the United States. Fifty years after the death of the fanatical regime, Americans walked into Tokyo, and we're not afraid to walk in the streets. Fifty years after unconditional no. surrender in, in Iraq or Iran or Afghanistan, an American could walk anywhere in 50 years without a problem. Remember the Pax Romana? The Middle East was held yes. by Romans during the time of Jesus. And for a thousand years, mm-hmm. there was no revolutions, and the Pax Romana was uh, um, a fact, the Roman peace. Of course, they kept uh, rebellions down to a minimum by going in and arresting everybody in the conspiracy and hanging them all on crosses. All right. Um, yep. Okay, so actually... Um, Judge and Luther, again, um, we're on only on for an hour tonight, and and um, we're actually okay. running out of time. So we we will pick this discussion up again. Um, I'd love to have some input from callers. I'd love to have some input from callers. Start having people call yeah, and ask we, questions. But yeah. Don't you think, Judge? Um, our main goal is to is to take control of the news and and. And when we, when the liberals have a control of the news, they're not going to hear what you got to say. Because what you got to say is the right thing. Oh, and they're going to say that I'm a wild-eyed, crazy loon. Yes. Right. And it's easy for right. them to say that when um, they control the news. Yes. Uh, okay, well, uh, Luther and the judge, we, we have to wrap up. Um, but we will Thanks, have Ray. this discussion again. Um, okay. And, and we will be taking callers. Uh, sometimes, you know, our callers just call in and they just listen. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, they they uh, uh, they get it on on the um, on the episode chart where you can go and download it, and that link is always available to them. Um, but folks, um, stay tuned to. So next week when we bring you some more history and um, different stuff about politics as well. And um, please don't uh, hesitate to go to our website, studentsforabetterfuture.com. That's studentsforabetterfuture.com. And make a donation. Um, and that would be awesome. And for the judge, thank you as always for joining us. Um, thank and you, Doreen. We, we will see you, thank you next sir. week. Yep. And all our yep. listeners out there, don't forget, draw whenever you're yes. ready for them. Yes.